Hello. Welcome to Journey into an Unknown World. I'm Dr. Margaret. Every time I do this show, I try to take a topic that is normally discussed in a certain way and turn it around and uh, give another aspect, a different point of view, so that I can help people in some way to figure out how to improve their lifestyle. And today, I'd like to talk about parenting. You know, I've been a parent all my life, practically, it feels like that, actually, since I was 20. And uh, even today, my four boys, now mature men, married with their own children, still come to me and talk to me about their issues. Not that they're asking me to help them or support them out in some way, but rather to just be able to share. And that's a very important thing. Now, I'd like to go back in time. Okay, just a minute. I'd like to get you to go back in time to when you were small. A small child running around, touching things, feeling things, and suddenly mum's shouting. You know, it's a shock. It's like, oh, what, what's she going on about? Or dad's yelling. You know, you look at them and you watch them and you try and make sense of what the big issue is that they're going on about. It's a shock. So yes, we can remember what it's like to be shocked with loud noises, with parents yelling and screaming. Or maybe they didn't do that in your household. Maybe when you went back in your thoughts to your childhood, you had parents who didn't talk to you, who were always kind of just saying this food in the fridge, or um, here's a new record to play, or you know, whatever it is today, a CD, something to keep you quiet, go up in your bedroom, you know, do something. Think back to those days. How did you feel when your parents weren't there for you. Not comfortable, not happy. Well, of course, parents, you know, they're doing whatever they have to do to survive. They're trying to earn an income. They're trying to get on with one another. Maybe they're dealing with several children at once. Today, some parents are having three, five kids all in one birthing. So there's a lot of stress going on and there's a lot of needs and desires from everyone in the family. And, of course, there's always going to be children who feel that their parents don't know them, don't care about them, don't understand them. And through that consciousness, they feel isolated and alone. Well, maybe you're one of those. Maybe you grew up feeling that you weren't understood. Well, I'm going to ask you to take that consciousness right now and run with me for a while in terms of the children born today. I've talked in the past about the five types of children that are on Earth now. The star child, the hero child, the indigo child, the crystal and the liquid crystal children. They all have one thing in common. They're all very psychic. Now, I've asked you to go back in time and think about how you felt watching your parents in some way in umbrage, 
arguing, doing whatever. Now add to that a psychic skill, psychometry. The sense of feeling energy coming from people's auras at you. Or maybe a clairvoyance of being able to see colors darting off the aura. Or energy bobbing around the room. Or maybe some spirit walking through your bedroom when you're trying to sleep. Or maybe clairaudiently hearing voices. Stuff going on in your head people talking to you that aren't in the room. Or maybe clairsentience, the ability to smell and taste whatever is coming into your consciousness when there isn't anything smelling like that physically in the room or any food or taste like the things that you're tasting. It's a dilemma. What's happening to you? What's going on? Well, okay, you want to find out. Just like you do in school, you want to go and talk to someone. So you go running to your parents. Hey, you know, I've got this thing going on in my mind. Or to the school teacher or the priest or someone. And they say, what? You have something going on that's not right in the head. We need to take you to a doctor. It's okay. The doctor sees you. Your parents are worried. Please, please, fix, fix, fix me. Please, please, fix me. And the next thing you know, you're on drugs. Your parents have decided to put you on drugs. You don't know why. And somehow it doesn't help. Now, let's bring that back to now, today. Most of the children that we see are very psychic, but they do know that they're seeing and hearing and feeling. And no matter how much they tell their parents, I know I see or hear or feel, the parents are still saying, well, when I was your age, I heard things and saw things, but you know, it's all dreaming, it's all fantasy, just quit it, just forget it, just like I did. And you know, it's supposed to go away. It did for you as a parent. Now you think, why doesn't it go away for them? Well, there's a difference, generation difference. There's an age difference. All the parents today were born in the Piscean age, and I've talked about that on other shows. The Piscean age was about control. It was about being told how to behave, what to believe, and to stay with certain religions. Don't cross the line. Don't get into the paranormal. Don't get into the strange and the unusual. Why? Because it's evil. Well, the new children today are born in the Aquarian age. To them, it's not evil. It's not something to be ignored. It's a very important sense that integrates with the normal five senses. It heightens the normal five senses. So when they watch their parents argue, and if you're a parent and you're arguing, think about this. Your child is watching you. They're not just watching, but they're listening to the tones, not the conversation, not the 
words that you're throwing at them, but the tones, the vibration. They may be seeing colors, and at the same time, they may be hearing their spirit guide saying, stay calm, it's okay, don't worry about it. Or, to make a giant leap in your consciousness, they may be hearing the voices of people who've died and haven't made that giant leap into what we call heaven. They're in what I call the twilight zone because they're not on earth, they're not in the spirit world, they're in between. And they're desperately seeking someone to listen to them because they want help. They want to get to heaven. They don't want to be in hell, obviously. They want to get to heaven. So they come into the minds of the young ones and they tell the young ones, hey, I need help. And while there's negativity in a household and while the children are exposed to negativity, these earthbounds can vibrate with them. Let's think about it this way. If you're in a train and it's going at 50 miles an hour and someone is riding a car beside you at 50 miles an hour, you can see them all the time. And you know the car is there and the car knows the train is there. But if that car went past the train at 150 miles an hour, you might say, hey, I think I saw something, but it would be so fast you wouldn't really see it. Well, it's the same with earthbound spirits. People who've died from disease, illness, Alzheimer's, to drunks, addicts, accidents. One minute they're here in their mind and the next minute they're over there. But where is over there? They're still around the earth, but they can't be seen. But the children can see them or the children can feel them. And so they hear them too. And they come to their parents and say, hey, I'm hearing voices. In fact, I'm hearing many voices sometimes. Now, I'm asking you as a parent, don't shut them out. Don't tell them they're going crazy. Don't allow a doctor to just diagnose them as schizoid. First of all, ask, what are you hearing? How does it sound? Is it an adult voice, a male voice? Does it sound like your own voice coming at you at 100 miles an hour with all sorts of thoughts you don't normally think? Do you see something in your room at night? Is that monster in the closet really some spirit that's in the room with you? Does it make you feel good? Or do, are you cringing? How does it make you feel? And what energy are you seeing around the house? Are you seeing circles? Are you seeing black blobs? What are you seeing? Listen to them and realize that it's not imagination. Just because you can't do it, it doesn't mean it isn't there. You have to allow your child to say what they see, hear and feel on a spiritual level. Now, you may not realize it, but being psychic is something you have within yourself. And if you've never opened the door into this idea, if you've never moved into the paranormal, it's going to be scary. 
Now, a lot of parents do step into that scary mode and just say, I don't want to, to discuss it. I don't want to have anything to do with that. It must be bad. And in extreme case, cases, it must be evil. But the truth is, that's ignorance speaking. Because nothing is evil. Our idea that there is something evil is all built in from the ancient times of religious philosophies where priests wanted to control the people. Politics, if you like. Now, I'm not into politics and I don't even want to go there, but I do want you to realize even a family is a form of politics. How do we control everybody in the family? What we decide is good or bad for everyone in the family. Who's the boss and who follows and so on. It's the nature of us. It's the tribal consciousness. We always need other people and we always need the support of people to encourage us. But if we're a child and we're psychic and there's no one in the family unit or around them to help them understand what's going on. They themselves feel abnormal. They themselves feel isolated and with their own mental dialogue and their emotional insecurity, they're going to turn to other kids who are psychic. And if they are at that point, they may be on a slow decline downwards because if they're negative, negative breeds more negativity. They start to gang together saying, we have power. Where is that power coming from? Well, it's coming from the negativity of the universal thoughts. Yeah, this world is full of negativity. I want you to visualize the earth. I'm sure you've seen it many times. And round it is a corona, a black one. All the thoughts that everybody ever thinks about is just sitting there like a cloud all the way around the earth. And we can tap into that. Now, think about another corona outside of that black circle of light where we can tap into that. We can soar through that darkness into the light and we can find the truth. Well, it's the same on earth. These kids need to find the truth. I've been talking a lot, but I'd like to just mention that if you have a child that you're having a problem with and you're not sure what's going on, I would love to be able to help you with your child. All you have to do is write to me at drmargaretrvc at gmail.com. That's my initials, rvc at gmail.com. That's d-r-m-a-r-g-a-r-e-t-r-v-c at gmail.com. And I will be happy to help you. Everything about everyone is known in the oneness. In what we call the Akashic Records or the Universal Consciousness, there is knowledge and wisdom about every individual. And I can tap into that. And I can help you understand your child. I can help you to know how to talk to them. And I can help you to discover how you can discover your own psychic senses. So what is your psychic sense? It's your spirit self. 
Have you ever stopped to think how you think and how you feel, where that comes from? It comes from your spirit, the part of you that lives forever. If you are not thinking about it, if you are tapped only into the materialism of the world, survival levels, how to buy the gas for your car, or how to put food on the table, and worrying all the time about all the things you have to provide for your children, there isn't any time for you to stop and say, hey, I have a spirit inside me. Well, your child feels that. And your child will try and pull you up. Your child will try and say, hey, stop the madness. Listen to me. I've got something to tell you. And if you don't listen, and if you shut them out, they're going to go off and try and find that link somewhere else. And what will you feel? A loss. You'll feel like you're losing your child. That, that mother-child connection or that father-paternal link in your teenage child is being lost. Because the teenage years are when they really do reach out to others for support. So, as parents, stop and think. How did I feel as a child when I was isolated from my family or my schoolmates or my work colleagues because in my younger years? And then think, how would I have felt if I'd have had this added psychic skill? And then bring yourself back to now. And have a look at your child. Again, I'm saying, if you have a child in trouble, write to me. Dr. Margaret RVC at gmail.com. I travel around, I'm teaching a lot, but I will never ignore any of my emails about children or anything. So I'm here, write to me. Children are our future. It's very important that we help them. When we stop and think about our lives, we want to have a happy life. We certainly don't want a doctor diagnosing us wrongly. There are many different kinds of things that a child can suffer with. For example, Tourette's syndrome. You know, the doctors look, the shakes, the twitches. They say, okay, you know, this is what it is. Here's the drug. And the drug doesn't work. What we're looking at is fear. Every twitch, every muscle movement is fear. Fear of not being accepted. Fear of being harmed. Fear of loss. Anxiety in existence. And it can be healed. Simply by helping them to understand how their spirit is inside and it has power and how they can use it to be able to connect to other children through their spirit. Spirit to spirit, heart to heart, mind to mind, not body to body. And that's, by the way, is a thing that many of these children have been doing. They've been connecting sexually because they can't find any other way to connect. They need to be helped to understand that these deep feelings they have are coming from their spirit. There are other ways that 
doctors define them, such as schizophrenic, paranoid, rigid mind, obsessive compulsive, the list goes on. And while the medical association can be right sometimes, generally, in my experience, working with young kids from seven through 17 and adults, okay, there is a lot of wrong diagnosing on the part of the medical profession. Textbooks don't have the answers. We as spiritual individuals do. There are a lot of things we can learn. In fact, in all my books, and I'm sure you can see them flipping as you're listening to the show or looking at my main page, all my books intermarry, every one of them, from the therapies of crystal acupuncture and pterogram therapy to the spiritual crystal acupuncture, beauty crystal acupuncture, core pterogram, it goes on. I have a lot. And Trinity Stone, a very powerful healing because it helps eliminate the fear of sounds. How many people think about how a child reacts to tones? It's not, hey, I'm angry with you. Is ha, 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 ha. That's how they hear it, okay? It's the energy, the way it hits the eardrum and the way it goes into the brain and the way the brain takes that sound and interprets it into their understanding. I even notice that difference between my English language and American language. Sometimes I'll say something, and to me, I'm being very nice and gentle and calm, and someone else is saying, you're panicking. What's up? What's going wrong? And it's like, huh? Because they're hearing my up and down voice in a different way. In their world, it means I'm scared. (laughs) But of course, I'm not. So what we have to realize is, The children of today are exceptionally sensitive through their psychic ability to every little sound, every little vibration, every um, physical contact is not just touch. It's rough, aggressive, or too soft in some way. And they need to be understood. And they need people who are interested in paranormal education and more importantly they need parents who are interested in paranormal investigation because as they help themselves as they learn that their own spirit is there and that they can tap into it and use it then they immediately become aware that they can tap into the spirit of their child and they can talk to one another in a different way. And hey, there's a whole new ball game going on. Instead of arguments, we've got networking. Yes, networking in a family is very important. You know, no no siblings are the same. We all have different focus. Uh, If we could have an event and 20 years later talk about it and while they're discussing that event, each one will say, well, I don't remember that, but I do remember such and such. And then the others will say, well, I remember that now you mention it, but I saw something, something. And whatever it is, they find by the end of that conversation that each one had a different perspective on the same situation. Now, while we're in a situation, our point of view is controlled by our mental attitude, our emotional insecurities, in 